0: episode of Ruminations of Red Room. I'm your host Kyle with a K, and today we have with me Brandon the
1: new blood. Brandon what's up dude? I uh, recently found out that uh, there's an app or there's a, uh, a setting on the iPhone that basically um, you can program it so that when you plug your iPhone in to charge it'll say something. Uh so now whenever I plug in my iPhone it says thank you daddy. Thank you um,
0: daddy. I thought you were going to say it's morbin time. That's
1: oh fuck. Okay, That's well I guess I'm going to have to change it now. Um yeah. I don't think I've watched a single movie this week. Um
0: Jesus, what a loser. Oh no, I I I Sorry. did
1: watch I did watch uh, a Ben Affleck the, the first short film that Ben Affleck ever made. It's called um Hold on now! I now I have to pull it up. The title's so fucking ridiculous. Um, I killed my lesbian wife, hunger on a meat hook, and now I have a three picture deal at Disney. Um, yeah,
0: I saw that. <laughs> uh, that you <laughs> rated that on Letterboxd. What is that exactly?
1: It's uh, so like I said, it was the first uh, short film he ever made. Um, basically. Um, I'll just read the description. A first time feature film director is casting a lead actress. We meet him talking to his wife about the picture and the process. We Mm -hmm. meet the actress, Sandy, negotiating with her roommate and talking uh, by phone to her mother. Then we watch Sandy audition for the. This is the actual description of the movie. Um, Okay.
0: Not uh, not a a summary.
1: no no this is not a summary uh the wrinkle is that the director is a homicidal misogynist his wife is tied up and hanging from the ceiling and sandy has something in her purse that bodes a rocky future um i wouldn't wish watching that on my worst enemy it is just so unbelievably uh dull i guess is the word i'll use I
0: also um, saw that uh you were playing Minecraft, is that right? I was.
1: Yes, that is very correct. Is this a new thing for you? No. Are you I've, going through I fuck I fucking love Minecraft, dude. You love Minecraft. Oh my okay. god, yeah. The only I've reason I have play it. Uh the only reason I haven't been playing it was because I wasn't able to find my disc and there's just been other uh deep rock kind of took over quite a bit of my life and then it was um uh I finally finished Far Cry 6. Ooh, tell um, me talk to me, talk to me. It was uh it was fun. I uh it's a lot of what 4 and 5 are and it's a mm-hmm. lot more repetitive, but mm-hmm. uh the guns are are pretty solid. The um the voice acting is really good. That that a uh, dude from B- uh, Breaking Bad, uh Giancarlo Esposito, uh he plays the protagonist Anton Castillo um and he, he he does a really really good job um i don't know if i would recommend far cry six i think that five does it better and more interesting six is just kind of uh basically changing the skins on everything um which which is not a racial thing that that i feel like saying that sounds racial just like customizable skins You you know what i mean I got you, I got you. <laughs> I'm starting to think that
0: I'm maybe just not a far cry fan, and that well, okay, let me back up. Far Cry Three is an amazing game, I and just I played. That. oh dude, enjoy, enjoy the ride. <laughs> um I love that game when it first came out. it was the first far cry that really hit critically and with like the audience, mm-hmm. and people loved it, and it is an awesome awesome game and it was the first one to do the whole formula that kind of carried over into four five and six now that's what i was Um, just gonna ask yeah it's it started the formula it's very much like a super dubbed down version of what you're probably playing through six so i i played through four and i started five and i just couldn't get into them i i I tried because i loved three so much but i just it it seemed too much of the same And then I bought six recently on a sale on Xbox, and I played about three hours of it, and I just stopped playing it. Like, I got bored. Yeah. And uh, I don't think it's... Like, it's not because the quality of the game's bad or anything. It's just because... I don't know. I feel like it's just too much the same to three, ten years later, and, like... It just hasn't evolved, and it, I just feel like I already played the game before, and it's a better version in 3, so I was like, I'll just, 3 will be my Far Cry. So I think I, like, I I keep trying to play each and every installment, but I think I just finally come to the terms
1: that I love Far Cry 3, but I'm not a Far Cry fan. I get that. Um, uh, the, the, the last thing that, that I'll say on Far Cry 3 is, I don't think that I'm as into it as you are, because Far Cry 5 was my first Far Cry game, um, and I fell in love with Far Cry 5. Um, But it's interesting to see the aspects in Far Cry, like um, the looting uh you know the the and killing animals to collect their skins to do certain things um it's interesting to see where all of that started and where it ended up and to your point i think that all the games are so
0: much the same that mm. whichever far cry you start first can be your far cry and can be an amazing experience i think it's just i agree if you jump into too many of them they just feel very the same but far cry 5 if that's your first far cry i heard it's awesome i heard it's really really good i just i i couldn't you know i couldn't i couldn't commit ha, have yeah. you played any of the far Cry's Ian? Oh, oh by the way ian with two e's on the cast today ian how you doing um yeah far cry 5 was my first and i absolutely love that game i mm-hmm. probably put like 200 hours in it. yeah, yeah. Mm, mm, mm.
1: There's
0: a lot to do. A lot of fishing is what I did. A lot of fishing and hunting. because yeah. yeah. It's fun. Awesome. You are our resident uh, movie-holic, so I'm sure you got something under your belt for the week. What have you watched? Absolutely. Not only did I start, but I also finished the 90s, Epic Trilogy, which is the Gamera Trilogy. Um, is Epic in the title? or is it... No. Okay. No, he's actually the guardian of the universe, Gamera. Um, way better, way better than Godzilla ever could even think of being. Um, it's a turtle. Oh. Yeah, I said it. I fucking hate Godzilla. Oh! Say it again. Okay. Let's fucking say it again. Okay. Um, he's a turtle. That can shoot fire out of his mouth, obviously. It's classic. Here. Um, but also, he retracts his limbs and has rocket boosters and flies away. So he's kind of like Bowser in Mario. He's kind of like Bowser, yeah. Um, I dropped off from the series um, watching the Showa-era films because uh, they were really, really bad. Like, um. I I started losing my passion for movie watching, uh, watching those films, but um, these ones looked really good, and they were they were absolutely fantastic. Um, great kaiju fights. Um, I highly recommend if you're into kaiju films, watch the Gamera nineties movies. There's three of them, um, and then there's one after that, which is uh, Gamera the Brave, I believe, and from 2005. I have a question. If you are not a fan of kaiju films, but you would like to get into kaiju films, which one would you recommend starting? Um, like any kaiju film? movie, yeah. Probably Pacific Rim, <laughs> honestly. It's a, that, that's a fun movie. Not only does it have kaijus, it has gigantic mechs as well, uh, which is awesome. Okay, but can you recommend any good kaiju movies or... <laughs> Yeah, that was it, Kyle. Oh, gotcha, Pacific Room, room yeah, is a okay. fantastic film. Uh, I'll, I'll I do... it down. <laughs> uh, other than the Gamera movies, um, I like Mothra as well. Um, that's a little little outlandish. Um, the ideas are a little um, too Japanese uh, sometimes. Um, but um, yeah, I think Pacific Room would honestly be a good like entry point.
1: Isn't Chris Pratt in that?
0: no 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 i'm no. just gonna it's, say no it's that guy that was really popular for like a year and then he was yeah. never in a movie again it's the guy from like terminator salvation i think no or am i wrong on that too i could be wrong on that too
1: uh, i know charlie days in it i'm looking it up. he is yeah yeah oh char charlie charlie humman hummin. charlie Hummin. charlie humman charlie rim yeah.
0: charlie Hunnam. yeah charlie so we were both uh, wrong the sons of anarchy guy yeah, I also believe it's directed by Guillermo del Toro. That's how by him. Is. is it directed?
1: Yeah.
0: directed. yeah, yeah. Jesus. Jesus Christ! So you're gonna uh, see some well-designed uh, monsters uh fighting some well-designed mechs.
1: Hey, Kyle, what have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs>
0: Um I also have not watched too many films. I did knock a John Carpenter flick off my list that I've never seen. The movie, uh the 1983 movie Christine, based on the Stephen King novel of the uh I guess you could say um Possessed Car. Um I don't really know if I'd use the word possessed. Have you guys seen this movie? No. I'm sorry,
1: what'd you say the title is? Christine. Oh, the John Carpenter movie? Yeah, of course. Yeah, not a okay. Sled. It's uh, it's pretty good.
0: It's it, it's pretty decent. There's some dope Carpenter scenes. Obviously, he does the music for the film, so he's pounding the synth like usual. Um, the soundtrack's good. Uh, it's got his visual flair. The story's just kind of no no. Uh, don't don't get mad at me, but I know it's a Stephen King story and everything. I haven't read the book or anything. I'm sure the book's great. You know, all that jazz. But uh, the the movie, it's it's, it's all right. It's all right. It's actually better than I was expecting. I thought it was could be kind of trash, but it's pretty decent. Um, I always thought that was one of the weaker um, Stephen King adaptations by reputation. Yeah, it's one of the few I haven't seen. There's still a few that I'm trying to knock off my list. That was one of them. But I could say probably from the ones I've seen that that's towards the bottom for sure. Oof. Yeah. I also didn't know that was directed by uh, your boy. John it Carpander. is. He definitely saves the film as far as like, uh, like the quality of it's awesome. It's there. It, it it's definitely a carpenter flick, like through and through. Like you could tell mm-hmm. f- down to the the visuals, the soundtrack, the like fucking chest pump moments. Like they're there. Chest pump moments. <laughs> um, and they have a really cool, really really cool car chasing.
1: I would, uh, I would tongue punch Christine's gas hole. Christine's gas hole.
0: I'm pretty sure the main kid, um, Arnie, would also <laughs> tongue punch Christine's <laughs> asshole.
1: Is it about a uh, woman
0: that turns into a car? No, it's just a killer car. Oh, yeah, it's a killer car. But um, whoever it owns, or I guess whoever the owner is at that specific time, becomes like obsessed with the car. Um, like. Tongue punching, tailpipe obsessed. I'm not going to spoil it for you, Ian. But uh, it, it, it may go that. It wouldn't route. surprise me if he did. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Let's just say that it sounds like a goosebumps episode. <laughs> 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 I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure the first, uh, the first review, like the most top rated review on Letterbox is like, would you just fuck the car already? <laughs> 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 Like that's the <laughs> yeah the most top rated uh, review so, so I awesome. thought that was pretty accurate. Hey, if they um, want to see that, they can watch Titan. Yeah, um, yeah. I still have to see that. Uh, it's still shrink wrapped on my bookshelf, so you know it is what it is. But uh, today we are covering a movie in 2002. Good year. Great year. Very, Very great year. Born two years after.
1: God, you were such a baby. Okay. No little doors for Ian yet. Wait,
0: two years after?
1: Yeah. You were (laughs) great. Oh, no. No,
0: no. (laughs) (laughs) No, you were not. Okay. Well, the movie was in 2002. Uh, the highest-grossing horror films of that year, number three, was The Mothman Prophecies at 35 million. I still
1: haven't That's seen. That's a now. good movie. I like that movie.
0: It's a good movie. It's a good movie, and it actually freaked me out a lot as a kid too.
1: Oh, dude, um, same. Yeah, I was. I, I had no, no, a gigantic
0: um, cryptozoology. Um, uh, era in my life, and this was one of the movies that I really, really wanted to see, but I dropped out of the the, the genre. You should watch it. You should watch it. It's, it's Richard uh, Gere,
1: Gere. Yeah, dude, it's Richard Gere, I and there's no, no hamster Gere. in his asshole during it. So
0: no zero hamsters. Okay. Number two, we have Resident Evil. At forty million one hundred nineteen thousand seven hundred nine. So the debut, the first film based on the very popular video game franchise. Recently started watching those again as well, and uh, the first one, it's 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 good. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's does the first one have the laser scene? That is the laser scene, and I think the second one, like I think they really missed it because they doubled down on it in like the next two movies with like flashbacks, and then they go back and forth to the lasers. They keep wanting to bring back the laser because they're like, "Man, that was really cool. <laughs> that laser scene was dope." Um So yeah, that. But yeah, it started with one, and then number one, yeah boy, the ring at one hundred twenty-seven million two hundred thirty thousand four hundred thirty dollars. What is the uh, uh, what's the money difference in the first and second, sorry? Between Resident (laughs) Evil and the ring? I was trying to break down the numbers and talk at the same time. It's about $80 million. Holy shit. It's about $80 million, which I'm actually kind of surprised uh, that Resident Evil didn't do a little better at that time, because that was like right after Resident Evil 4. You, You were coming off the trilogy of games still that people liked. Like, I'm a little surprised it didn't do better, but again, that was the horror genre as far as films I mean if we're talking about the overall uh Spider-Man Sam Raimi's Spider-Man came out that year and made
1: 403 million
0: dollars so
1: uh it, it is also surprising that Resident Evil didn't do more because that was kind of the like the heavy hitters of the the zombie films um. Yeah, because yeah. like, th- that was more towards the beginning because, uh, and thank you for telling me this earlier, Shaun of the Dead follows two years later. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, and so it's, it's surprising that it didn't do. I mean, $40 million is very good. Um, I'm just surprised it didn't do more.
0: Yeah, and it's that was right after uh, 20 yeah. Days Later is around the same time as the Zack Snyder. Actually, Zack Snyder might have been more like 04, I think, as well. I could be wrong on that. But yeah, um, I'm kind of surprised. But uh, the top three grossing movies of that year. God, I remember this year like it was yesterday, guys. Uh, We have Spider-Man at number one. We have Star Wars episode two, Attack of the Clones at number two. And uh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Now, I never watched the Harry Potters in theaters up until Goblet of Fire. That's when I started to go to the theaters to watch them. So I never saw any of these prior, but um, Chamber of Secrets is really good. The worst one. It's the worst one. Is it? Okay. <laughs> is it known as the worst one? <laughs> no, I just don't like it. <laughs> okay. It's got the giant snake, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the second one. Yeah, it's, 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 it's all right. You're just Um, mad
1: because Dumbledore won't let you in his Chamber of Secrets.
0: He's let me in his Chamber of Secrets, first of all. Uh, (laughs) Exclusive. (laughs) Right here on this episode. (laughs) You can document it now. Hit
1: Um, that breaking news button.
0: Hit the breaking news button. Uh, But we also had signs, which I think was probably when M. Night Shyamalan started to get the tail end of what's... Where do you guys
1: pinpoint Shyamalan's
0: downfall at? (laughs) Like where, or, or or did did you just never enjoy him? B- because he was a thing back in you know back in the day.
1: He oh my Without did a doubt, the Village come out. I, I'm looking that up right now. Uh, The Village is 2004. 2004. I'd say, I'd say 2004. Yeah. I saw. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> no, actually, friend friend Go ahead. You sound like you want to say um, something. I think that Signs is probably the last good movie he made. The Village is so fucking dumb. Tell me. You're trying to get these people to believe that they're in the in fucking slave days. I don't remember what year it is, but
0: slave days. Day.
1: <laughs> they live what 10 miles away from a highway. No! You're, te- you're you're telling Spoiler me that you're no, i don't it fucking care fuck that out. movie <laughs> no don't Honestly, i out. thought they lived in an amish community the entire time so and you're telling me that not once a plane flew overhead yeah Think yeah of- what's up with it, that it, i is it abor- aboriginals? is that like the right term for that aboriginal aboriginal prohibitioners aboriginal aboriginals i don't know
0: I'm calling it right now. We're doing a M. Night Shyamalan month soon. Ooh. Okay, we need, to, we, we
1: need to put the nail on the head on a few of these movies. That's all I'm saying. Go ahead. Like, but like, okay. Last Airbender. After Earth. The Visit. Split. Glass. Old. Not a single one of those are good. Split was good. No, it wasn't. I liked it. Split okay. was good. Yeah, nice. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I agree with you, though.
0: Aside from Split, Split was a one-off for me. No <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> but, but um i think signs was the last one where i was like engaged in his films after that i was like "Oof, okay no he had he had he had two good ones and that was it that was kind of it for me anyway for me personally um i thought signs was really good but i after thought that, the yeah. happening was like the worst movie i've ever seen in my life at the time i walked out of that movie extremely unsatisfied To say the least, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Well, today we are covering the 2002 film The Ring, an American remake directed by Gore Verbinski. The Ring was released theatrically on October 18th, 2002 and received mostly positive reviews with critics praising the atmosphere, visuals, and Naomi Watts' performance. God,
1: Jesus. Hmm.
0: The film grossed over $249 million worldwide on a $48 million budget, making it one of the highest grossing horror movie remakes of all time. It is the first installment of the English Language Ring series and is followed by The Ring 2, 2005, and Rings 2017. That sounds wrong. Is it 2016 or 17? Either way, I didn't know it was that late in the game. 2017, I want to say. It feels like longer than that ago. But The Ring paved the way for English language remakes of Asian horror films such as The Grudge, Dark Water, Shudder, and The Eye. I do see the difference now. And with this movie have a 40, having a $48 million budget, and I think The Grudge was only a $10 million budget, that's, that's where you're mostly seeing the, the quality, I think. Um, but. That being said, Brennan, we're going to throw it over to you. What are your thoughts on The
1: Ring 2002? The Ring 2002. <clears throat> um, okay, so i I did kind of prepare a tiny statement um but i, I, I just this. i just wrote down keywords so i'm probably going to fumble through it cuz i've had a few tall glasses of water um but uh i'm going to try i'm going to try my best um while i have not seen too many you know asian or or j horror films what i can appreciate about them is how they try and push boundaries uh they try and do things that are different and it seems like they have a lot more you know creative control rather than a lot of the films that we produce and i i wish hollywood would give filmmakers um i i think test audiences are absolutely stupid i think that a director needs to be trusted with the choices that they're making and i i really appreciate when it feels when you have a studio horror movie that makes you feel like, what studio would let them release this? Uh, do do a wide release into the theaters. Um, this the the ring and the advertising behind it, I think, is just absolutely top tier. Um, I remember, oh god, I must have been, uh, six, eight, seven, uh, seven or eight. and I was watching um, Cartoon Network late one night, and I remember this, the TV Mm -hmm. gets Mm -hmm. staticky. Yeah. And then you see the maggots, and you see the girl in the mirror, and you see the ladder falling over. And as a seven-year-old, not only did it terrify me, but it intrigued me. Um, I wasn't allowed to see the movie, I think, for another year or two until... um, That was another one of the movies, like I said, with The Grudge, um, that my dad and I rented and watched in a cabin in the middle of the woods, which made it so much scarier. <clears throat> um, I appreciate this movie so much, and I appreciate everything behind it.
0: And what is your final rating? And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ian, let's start over to you. What do you think of the 2002 film The Ring? That's pretty good. Um, I watched it from the DVD, Um, and that's about it, yeah no i'm just kidding um so this is an absolute milestone film in the like american horror genre right like it introduced tons of remakes um japanese remakes um to an american audience which is really fucking dope Uh, i think as far as remakes go um it is one of the better ones uh unfortunately all i can do is compare this movie to other movies um just because i watched this once in my life before this and didn't really remember it too much but i've seen scary movie three about (laughs) 10 million times Mm -hmm. and so scene by scene it practically just spoofs the ring um and signs uh which uh is funny um this movie, compared to the grudge um, is um, it's less scary to me, I think, due to like childhood trauma um, but i it does have a lot of good, um, and I think that this is a, a well made film, if not anything. Kyle as the older um host of this cast (laughs) the one that was a little bit more self-aware in the year 2002 i will tell you that this was a very very big deal whether you like the movie or not this is a very like milestone film um along with what ian said it did pave the way for a lot of asian horror remakes it introduced a lot of people uh to asian horror in general but I think it also made horror even more mainstream than it already was, and I remember when this came out, everybody was talking about this movie. Even people that never watched horror would talk about. Like my mom knew about The Ring. Like my mom would watch this movie, and she's never like she never watches horror movies that often. Um, it like it was it was being um, mocked and parried. Uh, like everywhere uh it's it's very similar to when like the matrix came out and after that it kind of changed the way everybody made movies everybody tried to make a matrix style film for like the next four to five years and the ring did the same thing in the horror genre is everybody tried to imitate this film for the next half decade and i'll never forget watching it in theaters like I like it's ingrained in my head when, when uh, Samara climbs out of the TV, the entire theater like gasped, like erupted. I'm not making that up. It was insane. It kind of reminds me of like when people a lot older than me Or like, man, I remember seeing the Exorcist in theaters and people were faint walking out of the theater and screaming and there was ambulances outside. And I'm like, really, dude? Because I watch it now. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) it's it's fine, I guess. It's fine. But I feel like that's how people are going to think of this like even further down the line. Because I remember I saw this movie in theaters like three or four times. And every single time I saw it, the reaction was always the same. When she crawls out of that fucking TV, the entire theater was like, oh my, what the fuck? Like people couldn't even contain themselves. It was like something new was being experienced for the first time with audiences. It was a very weird and awesome moment. Um, So I'm glad I was there for it. It was a very cool time for me too. It was like a transition between like junior high and high school. So it was just a very important part in my life. And this is like a very nostalgic movie to me personally. And uh, I really, really enjoy this movie. I've seen it. I I probably watch it once a year, honestly. And uh, this is my first time this year. I'll probably watch it in October. And I really enjoy this movie. I think it still holds up. Um, I think visually it's almost hard to tell that it's even a 2002 movie. Like, it almost looks like a newer movie. Like, it could pass for a newer movie. And um, aside from a a few of the special effects and stuff. But, uh, yeah. No, I I really, really enjoy it. The horse scene still holds up. Still holds up, baby. Now, Brendan, Mm -hmm. is this one of the best cold openings to a horror movie ever made? Uh, Yeah talk to
1: me about it why i i <laughs> okay so i i did look this up so i don't feel as weird saying this um but uh katie and becca were both one was 18 one was 19 when they were filming <laughs> I don't even so far. i got say that um no, I think that it is um I feel like it is very easily parodiable because was it Scream 3 that did the parody with Pam Anderson? Yeah. Okay. Um no, I I think that it is an excellent way to to throw you into it and um I think that it handles because I when I rewatched this last week I completely forgot a lot of the movie. Um, So when I was watching that, I was like, oh shit, okay, they're actually doing this. And I think that it's a nice way to introduce you to to the concept without giving anything away, without, without giving too much away.
0: I think it's the most 2002 thing in this entire movie, which is not a bad thing. It's definitely not a bad thing, but um, around this time, like, late 90s, early 2000s, there was a lot of, uh, like, urban legend horror films, and that kind of, like, carried its way into this beginning of of the movie. I really like the intro. I like the way it plays off a false sense of security by the way the girls are talking to each other about the tape. You can't tell if the one girl's ever serious or not until you can see it in her face and you start to see the shit unfold. Um, I really, really like how it builds up you know to the the point where she gets killed, and that scene has like stayed embedded in my mind for like ever, and it's it still freaks me out watching it. Um, it takes me back, but i I really like the way the the cold opening kind of sets the tone for the entire movie and shows the outcome before the movie even starts to where once it starts to begin with Naomi, like, you know, that's where she's going to end up. Um, I, I also think this movie has kind of, few, not that many jump scares. It's, it's kind of low on the jump scares. Do you think... Like, the few ones that they did have, Ian, do you think they delivered? Um, I would have liked to have seen more imagery over jump scares because I honestly do not remember um, a whole
1: lot of jump scares from this movie. So I would say no. They did not deliver to me. You got anything, Brendan? Uh, I think that the, so this might kind of harken back to the conversation we had yesterday or Jesus, um, last week about the grudge where I was questioning whether the, the, the hand in the head would, would be considered a jump scare. Would you, Mm -hmm. would you consider the, the horse scene, a jump scare that then, that then transitions into a longer scare? Because, I, I don't know what it was about that scene in particular. I kept expecting when she was, when she put her hand into the, the horse carriage that it was going to bite her. Hmm. Um, but it didn't in that scene really. I don't know. I honestly don't know why. Cause it's a fairly slow scene. Um, but that is actually my favorite scene in the entire movie. I wish she bit the horse she yeah i think no.
0: <laughs> i think that the jump scares in this are very few and far between but i think most of them kind of appear when they're showing the aftermath of what samara did with them so like when the mother's talking to um what's her name in the movie i keep wanting to call her Watts. Naomi. Um <laughs> yeah, but in the movie <laughs> oh, uh, Rachel, Rachel, Rachel Keller. So when the mom is like talking to Rachel, and she's like, "I saw her face," and then it flashes to her in the closet with her mouth open and does like yeah, you know the loud shriek, like that, like that hit. Um, they had a few of those moments as well, um, and then with also uh Noah at the very end, but they didn't. I don't think they really needed jump scares in this. And I'm glad they went the opposite of, well, I guess the grudge went the opposite approach, but I'm glad they didn't show too much because whenever they did show like the violence or like the deformity of the characters after, you know, they went through it, it made it more impactful to me anyway, because it wasn't shown in almost every other scene. Ian, what do you think this movie does best? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I was sorry, what was your question? <laughs> what do you think this movie does best, Ian? Um, comedy. And let me elaborate on that a little bit. Um, the, <laughs> the character Aiden, right? The little boy. Um, he has the best lines in the film, in my opinion. Um, pure comedy. Gold. Um, comes out of this kid's mouth. Um the heartwarming um father-son uh car scene where um what's his nuts uh noah is trying to hint at a little like fatherhood um he's like hey um would you like having me around more and <laughs> hayden's like no and uh that was amazing um the other scene which is like towards the beginning um which he's just a straight savage. Um, they're at the funeral and um, Naomi Watts or Rachel and Aiden are at the cousin. Is it the cousin who died first? Yeah. yeah the, the cousin uh, they're in her room and <laughs> uh, Rachel's like, Hey, we shouldn't be in here. Uh, we can't be in her room. And he's like, it's not a room anymore. Which, he's got a point there, but you don't have to lay it down that thick, Aiden. Is he, okay, question here, is he special needs or is he just an asshole? Genuine he, question. He's just very, uh, what's the word, almost like cynical? He's like just very,
1: is cynical the right word? I was thinking self-aware. That too. That's what Yeah, he's called. just, yeah. That like... 10 year he, old is a
0: fucking cynical he, he bitch. doesn't sugarcoat shit he he gets right to the point <laughs> he's <laughs> <a> fucking
1: <laughs> asshole <laughs> he lives a sad life okay <laughs> his his mom is naomi watts and he's attracted to her but he doesn't know what to do with those feelings
0: yeah when he lays out the um the dress um at the beginning i don't first of all i don't really know why he does that um, but There's he was sniffing,
1: he was sniffing it, and he was trying to use that <laughs> as a reason to disgusting. have the dress out
0: um that's his mom brendan um he looked like such a little human being when he was like putting on his little uh his tie because he was a little human being
1: <laughs> yeah but he, he looked like a little man a little man gotcha um d- did you guys realize that Chris cooper's in this fucking movie? remind me who Chris Cooper. Uh, <clears throat> have you seen American Beauty? Yeah. That's the neighbor across the street, the gay dude that has, uh, he has all the Nazi shit. Yeah, I got you. I'm looking at him right now. He's, he's uncredited in this movie. As Did you sit through the entire credits? Are you sure he's uncredited? Well, it says uncredited now. Well, <laughs>
0: there you go. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is currently sitting at a 48% on Rotten Tomatoes oh. with an audience score. Audience? forty audience 48 percent why do you think because i can guarantee you that the rating was not this low when it initially released why do you think it's dropped over the years brendan
1: in cells <laughs> they uh <clears throat> they know that naomi watts will never sleep with them so they give her they give it a bad score <laughs> <laughs> um no uh in all seriousness uh it's Probably because one of the key words that I didn't bring up in my earlier statement was, uh, we're all so desensitized. So I feel like if I had never watched The Ring until this point in my life, I don't think it would have very much of an impact on me because we've seen so much weird, fucked up, scary things that this would just kind of fall in line with oh, I saw this in 20 other movies. Um, Whereas, you know, I I think that we do a solid job of being able to contextualize when the movie was made. So something may be, you know, a, a trope may be fresh for when the movie was made. But if you're watching it in 2022, you've seen it a thousand times already. So what's the point of giving a shit? But does being desensitized lower the quality of the film? No, but I think that, and this goes to something that Kyle, you've been uh, you've been hot on the rails about is I feel like, <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of people on Letterboxd, on Rotten Tomatoes on IMDb rate more on emotion rather than quality. I mean, I'm I'm guilty of that. Scream mm-hmm. Five is not a five star movie, but for me, it is. Um. So I, I think that it's a lot of personal preference and biases that go into these reviews. So whereas a 40, you said a 46, 48, 48 but close enough. Whereas a 48 makes me sad for this movie. It doesn't really surprise me. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, I
0: would like to take my statement back about the comedy part of which is the strongest um, um, uh, aspect of the film. Um, I really. Loved the uh sound design. Uh I I think the music is done by Hans Zimmerman, which is yeah. kind of insane. Um, but not even the music. Uh, I think some of the 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 sounds fit so well with certain scenes. Um it just creates such a um engaging atmosphere. Um a, a, as well as the visual effects. Um I think that the end scene with the um Samara crawling at the TV absolutely holds up and it looks fantastic i agree i went back and actually watched a video of like the other films of her kind of doing the same thing and uh they yeah, thank you Brendan, and uh <laughs> and they yeah they don't they don't look as good they don't hold up even the ones that like uh rings in 2017 looks trash compared to this 2002 film um, I hate that movie so. which goes back to, to my point where this movie looks like it could be a modern, you know, yeah. film. It doesn't look like it was necessarily shot in 2001. Um so I think wow. it does hold up. I love the choice. Um I, I think it's like eh, I don't know if it's an artistic choice or maybe like um the visuals of the day but um to show her her skin uh, like glowing um as if like it was um kind of the static was still on her, on her skin from crawling out of the TV. I thought that looked really great. It did look cool. I think a lot of the visuals in this movie and a lot of the shots in general all feel really intentional and they all call back to something that is linked to something else in the movie. Like everything seems like it was supposed like down to her looking out and seeing the tree, uh, which also looks awesome the way the red filters into the house and just mm. every scene kind of feels intentional. And, uh, I really enjoyed that. Yeah,
1: I really enjoyed the visuals. Would you um, consider for two thousand two? Would you consider this an art house movie?
0: You know what? That was going to be one of my questions, but I didn't want to <laughs> ask it. I was going to ask, was this the first <laughs> elevated horror film? I, I think
1: it was. <laughs> I will go on the record and say
0: yes. Yeah, because I was also thinking the same thing. Like as I was watching it, I was like, this might have been the first one. Like, I I can't think of anything prior to this that would still hold up. To uh, like, this looks like it could be directed by like an Ari Aster film. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's, you know, up to the quality of his movies or anything. I'm just saying it looks like it could be contemporary, like modern day Ari Aster film. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it is a question I was going to ask. And I think, yes, I won't say elevated horror because I hate that, but I'll say that, yeah, like, I I do think it is like, it, it holds up. It holds up. What about you, Ian? What are you thinking? I don't think it's quite art house, but it does have um, some like cinematic moments, um, like um, when they're driving to the funeral, and it shows the camera um, view of outside the car and yes. the rain's hitting. Yes, yeah. on the freeway. Great, yeah. great shot. Yeah, and it slowly Sorry. pans over to Aiden. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. Um, that was like. Hey that's that's a good cinematic scene right now that's, that's not that's 2002. a good cinematography yeah that's not 2002 no. it, it shouldn't be yeah
1: but okay okay anything else you guys want to cover uh, there was uh i didn't answer your question earlier about uh what i think this movie does best and uh i have i have two answers and then a quick comment on something that Ian said, um, the atmosphere of this movie is just hands down. Fantastic. Um, Mm -hmm. it gives you that sense of dread pretty much right away. And it doesn't let up. Um, the other thing I think is the fake out where we think that, you know, they saved the day and they solved everything. And, um, uh, Noah and Rachel kind of like make up and they make out, uh, and um, Jesus <laughs> okay, and uh, and, together. <laughs> <laughs> and then he and then you know he gets his unfortunate um demise. Uh, I think that that is maybe one of my favorite fake outs in a movie. Mm. Uh, but then to, to real quick to comment on what Ian said when you said that she kind of glowed, um, yeah. she kind of glows. It, Am I correct in remembering that in Scary Movie Three, once they think that they that you know they saved the day, mm-hmm. she comes out and she's she comes out of the the well and she's glowing and she's like, "Thank you, you've saved me, you've saved my life." And they're like, "Really?" And then she transitions back to like,
0: "Stealing <laughs> really uh, a chainsaw well now I'm, I'm just fucking with you. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh shit oh my god um i love that scene um so when you said glowing that's what that reminded me of okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) i think the fake out uh is a really good example of how well i think the pacing is in this movie it's a very good paced movie um starting from the very beginning where it like i said with the like the intro it shows What's going to happen to... I'm going to keep calling her Naomi. It shows what happens to Naomi before it even gets there. Like, you know the entire movie that that's what she's trying to avoid. And I think the day-by-day day thing, the way they break it up, um, goes, it, it goes with it perfectly. I think day four and five took a little too long. But... Um, yeah. Like, like, I think it was a little long in the tooth towards the end, but uh, I love the fake-out. I love the pacing of this film a lot, so... This is a longer movie and I I I don't know where the the time was cut um cuz it didn't I don't know it didn't really seem uh like a 2 hour long movie. Um it goes quick. It it doesn't feel like much needs to be cut out but almost like just tightened up a little bit. They also don't really cover too much. Um which I kind of like, but it's like a two-hour-long movie, so I don't know where the um where the time was spent in that duration. I mean, the entire investigation of the origin of the videotape, essentially. Like, yeah.
1: um, but so I I love when Brian Cox just like straight up domes Naomi Watts. Oh, like from the back? Yeah. I he love has, that guy. By the yeah, way, yeah, he has, like a, he has yeah. like a meat hook or something, and just domes her right in the back of the head, and then nah, dude, he, he hits her with a surge protector. <laughs> oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> straight to the back of the dome. <laughs>
0: um, then he killed himself. That shot of him standing behind her too, also great shot. Ian, mm-hmm. final thoughts and review on the ring 2002. I think this holds up as a film quality wise. Um, it might not hold up as well as a horror movie if you're going in wanting to be scared. Um, but it is a well-made film. Uh, you're going to get a lot of, uh, great cinematography. You're going to get a lot of great, um, uh, visual effects, um, that do hold up. And, um, I would have to be an asshole to rate this less than a four star. So that's what I'm going to give it. Four but what does your heart say? I don't know, but I'm going to go four stars. <laughs> I'm going to go four stars. <laughs> okay. Brennan.
1: final thoughts and rating
0: for The Ring 2002. Uh,
1: the Ring 2002 started a trend of movies that slowly devolved into worse and worse films. Uh, the Ring is the best of the J-Horror remakes, I think I would say. and. As I think we've all, or at least Kyle, you've stated many, many times, uh, this film does hold up. I think this would be a fun double feature, actually. You put it in my head with like an Ari Aster movie or or an elevated horror movie, um, like They Come at Night or something. I think that that would be a nice, fun double feature. Um, I have to give this movie, well, oh, I actually rated it last week, so I will stick with that rating as a 4 out of 5 with a heart
0: four to five with a
1: heart. I really like this movie. It's
0: very nostalgic to me. I think it's a great film. I think the pacing is probably its strongest, um, its strongest trait. Um, I like, like, even though it's not like hardcore intense horror, I, I do like the mystery investigationness of it. And, uh, I just think that I really believe that this movie is going to get remade again here pretty soon. Like, I, I feel a remake coming in the next, I would say, less than 10 years for sure. But anywhere from 5 to 10 years, we're going to get another remake of this movie. And um, I hope it holds up, and I hope it's good. But I like this movie. Um, I'm going to give this a 4 out of 5 with a heart. So it is going to get a 4 with a heart on the ruminations of Red Letterboxd. Is it weird that I kind of like Scary Movie 3 more than this? Uh, I think Jaw Rule. If they, if they cast Jaw Rule in The Ring 2002, no competition. So what you're telling me is you're going to give Scary Movie 3 at least a four stars on At least. Okay. okay. At least. Okay. I,
1: no, probably I, not. I probably not. believe it when I see it. <laughs> I, <laughs> probably not going to do that. <laughs> I I might be there with you, Ian. Um, hey, okay, Jaw rule puts it over, doesn't it? <laughs> Can we take well, now? A, it's time for your break.
0: favorite thick piss break. <laughs> yes, oh my god! I- <laughs> Please enjoy this advertisement from the Ruminations Radio Network. <laughs> we'll be right back. What's up, gang? This is Hoptimus. You've been listening to one of the great new podcasts from Ruminations Radio Network. If you want some more tasty sound vibes, come check out my new podcast, The Retro Futurist Culture, where we talk about alternate timelines, cyberpunk, anime, and other crazy worlds. If that does not strike your fancy, we have plenty of other great shows at RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. And now we're back. We hope you enjoyed that (laughs) i was laughing about the voice sorry (laughs) now we're back i hope you enjoyed that advertisement from the ruminations radio network now it's time for your favorite game show is it fresh is it rotten i don't know is it fresh the game where my contestants have to guess if a film is fresh or rotten with only the guidance of me providing a description of the film Rotten Tomatoes uses a 100-point scale. Any rating 60% or higher is fresh, and anything below is rotten. If they guess fresh or rotten correctly, they move to round two where they, can, where they have to guess the percentage that is within seven points of the actual score to earn a bonus point. Gentlemen, are you ready? Going for my fourth win in a row. Starter up, Kyle. Oh, damn, it has been four wins. Something's going on in the air tonight. You know what I'm saying? It's not Phil Collins. Uh, we, need get, we need to get Mitch back. We do. Okay, number one. Recovering from the psychological effects of witnessing a brutal crime, FBI agent Jack Malloy checks into a rehabilitation clinic for law enforcement officers in the remote wilderness of Wyoming during the dead of winter. He soon finds himself helping other patients as a serial killer starts killing them one by one. Genre, mystery, suspense. So, this is Rodden, and I think this is one of the movies with the like big action movie stars. Brennan?
1: Oh, you you said you sounded uh, uh, fairly confident, so I was just gonna let you go. The ninth word is brutal. (laughs) Yeah uh Okay, rotten. <laughs> Sounds weird Did we ask for the ninth word? Was
0: it on you? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> gotcha. I was trying to get ahead of the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you, guy. <laughs> oh. Didn't you help on that one, please. Did you guess pressure run? Yeah, we're
1: both going run on that one. Yeah. Both going run. All right, it is in fact rotten. Uh, guess the percentage. Um, I'll, 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 let me guess first, because I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to be influenced, even though I already have. It's starring
0: uh, Sylvester Stallone. Yes, Stallone.
1: I know. Okay, this is like. Wait, 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 wait. When the fuck you did we start doing this? Wrenches, this is like
0: <laughs> detox. Years, huh? I think 30, this movie is called 30 like Talks. Okay, um, we got it's on 9. my watch list. Uh, I'm gonna go twenty. <laughs> it is, in fact, the 2002 film rated at 28% with 10,000 plus ratings. Directed by Jim Galepsi. I See You. His okay. highest rated film is I Know What You Did Last Summer at 43%. Yuck. Um, I've never heard of this Wait, movie. what's the rating for this movie? 28%. Oh let's go, baby. Um I believe an alternate title for this film is Detox, which is D T O X. Number I'm two. Doing... I wanna yeah, I want to say a yeah. word that
1: Mitch would have to bleep out, but just, just go ahead and say it and he'll bleep it out.
0: No, okay. no, <laughs> Are you gonna say though a Wall Street stockbroker. <clears throat> Travels to a remote location in the Swiss Alps to retrieve his company CEO from a mysterious wellness center. He soon suspects that the miraculous treatments are not what they seem. His sanity is tested when he unravels the spa's terrifying secrets and finds himself diagnosed with the same curious illness that keeps all of the guests there longing for a cure. Genre horror drama.
1: For wellness. Uh, rotten.
0: This is one of the director's other films. If it's what you say, you think it is, Brendan. Um, for wellness, was that the one with the Spider-Man remake kid, the Amazing
1: Spider-Man goblin-looking kid? I don't think he. I you're thinking of James Dehan? I don't think he. I don't think he was in Spider-Man. Was he the Amazing Spider-Man? He, was um, the, he played, like, the Green Goblin, like... Oh, gotcha, I okay.
0: I don't remember those movies too well. Uh, I'm gonna go Rotten. It is, in fact, Rotten. Guess the percentage. Give me... 47.
1: <laughs> 52. 52. Brendan? The tendril. He said oh. No, no, oh, I thought you were asking for the 50 second 50 second word in the summary. Mm, no, 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 I'm asking for your percentage. <laughs> um Ian. Oh, okay, so Ian, you're 52, not the 50 second word. Yeah. Okay. No. Um Okay, I'm moving on. Um I love this movie, but I know a lot of people hated it. Um 45 Brendan gets
0: the oh. second point. Ian, you should have kept it because you would have got a point as well. It is at 41% with 10K plus ratings. It is the 2016 film A Cure for Wellness, directed by the ring director, Gore Verbinski. His highest rated film is Rango 2011 at 88%. We now have a tie games, folks. Three, three. Are you ready for number three? I'm throbbing.
1: Throbbing, hobbing,
0: and ready to get nobbing. During the dead of winter, a troubled young woman embarks on a mysterious journey to an isolated prep school where two stranded students face a sinister threat from an unseen evil force. Genre horror. Did you say the word island? During the dead of winter, a troubled young woman embarks on a mysterious journey to an isolated prep school, where two stranded students face a sinister threat from an unseen evil force. Okay, so you didn't say island.
1: Um,
0: <clears throat> dead of winter, you said though. During the dead of winter. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> dead of winter. Winter. Dead of winter. <laughs> dead of winter. Dead of winter. Two troublesome orphans, you said? Uh, Not orphans. Just uh, prep school. uh, Two stranded students. Man, I have no idea. Rotten.
1: Fresh. See, we haven't had a fresh yet, so I want to say that. But I also feel like this movie is shit, so I'm going to say rotten. It is, in fact, rotten.
0: Brendan gets a point. Brendan, guess the percentage. 39. Incorrect. It is at 50% with 2.5K plus ratings. Directed by Oz Perkins. It's the 2015 film, The Black Coat's Daughter. His highest rated film is
1: 78 over 52. (laughs) That's what it's called. 89%. I'm pretty sure Oz Perkins used to be a famous magician. I'm pretty sure he was a porn star. Are you ready for number four? Yeah.
0: Elaine, a beautiful young witch, is determined to find a man to love her. In her gothic Victorian apartment, she makes spells and potions, then picks up men and seduces them. However, her spells work too well, and she ends up with a string of hapless victims. When she at last meets the man of her dreams... Her desperation to be loved drives her to the brink of insanity and... Pause for dramatic effect. Murder. Elaine. Genre, horror. Just horror. Just horror.
1: I'm gonna go rotten then. I thought it would have been horror comedy. Since it's straight horror, I want to say fresh. It is in fact
0: fresh. Damn. Guess the percentage... 69 one point off it is actually at 61% with 1000 plus ratings it is the 2016 film The Love Love Witch Witch. directed by Ann Biller highest rated film is The Love Witch at 95% Now comes the lightning round where each question is worth a total of two points. Wait, are you you? ready? We're like trivia?
1: Yep. Let's go.
0: No, it's just another film. Fuck. It is now 3 5. Technically, Ian can get four points and still take the lead. Are you ready? This is bullshit. (laughs) At the start of the pandemic, a self-deluded live-streaming improv musician abandons LA for London, steals her ex-bandmate's car, and makes the wrong decision to give a ride to an elderly woman who is not what she seems. Genre: was Fresh horror. It
1: was a pandemic movie. What has to do with live streaming? Fresh. You guys are both incorrect.
0: It is at 38% with only 50 plus ratings. It is the 2021 film dash cam directed by Rob Savage. Highest rated film is host 100%. That was like, Oh, past like pandemic times.
1: I I've heard a lot of stuff. Have you guys heard about dash cam? I've been hearing a lot of very good and very bad things. I've been hearing
0: more good than bad. Hmm. Yeah, but I haven't seen it yet. I I, I thought you were really excited for Ian, or was I um, making that up? I thought Brendan watched it. Isn't that no. the new found footage film that you're really excited about? The um, there's a Taiwanese one that came out, um, but this one I do want to see as well. Interesting. Well, year to date, Ian is at four. Brendan is at fourteen. Quiz race. Kyle's at five, and Mitch is at one. I think Brennan needs to host more. I'll host I think you both need. I think you both need to host more. This has been another episode of Ruminations of Redrum, the superior American remake of the Ruminations Radio Network. If you like what we're doing here, be sure to follow us on Twitter at OfRedrum. That's OF Redrum. And check out our Discord where you can come talk with all things horror with other horror fans. And please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and make sure you hit us up with a review and give us a rating. That being said, I'm your host, Kyle, with a K, and today with me, we have Ian with two E's. Michael, make that fucking copy, bro, and pass it on. Oof, that was a good one. That was a good outro. Brandon. The new blood.
1: Um, I streamed this movie, I think, on Hulu, and yes, I would add it to my collection, Uh, and also... <laughs> Check out uh, a horror novel called The Troop by Nick Cutter. It's uh, fantastic.
0: Team Ring over Team Grudge. Stay spooky, folks. Go to sleep, Rachel.